to another episode of Who Dares Wins podcast. Um, my name is JP, and I um, just want to say thank you for listening. <sighs> so one of the things that I've been thinking about as I woke up this morning is that, you know, um, God's just been doing this thing with me where he speaks to me through daydreams and different kinds of... Uh, yeah, just ways of his goodness, you know. Um, one of the things that he's been showing me is uh, what, yeah, you know, it's like hard to admit this, but like one of the things that he's been showing me is that like in recent months, I started to sort of experience or realize uh, this struggle with anxiety. And, um, you know, I, I got prayer for it. So I'm, you know, believing God for breakthrough and, and healing, and I'm not, um, claiming that at all. Um, I'm actually, um, I got a word actually yesterday from someone or like they were praying for me and they basically said, um, you know, why do you feel the anxieties and needed or what did you get from it and um and i said uh a sense of control and uh and so we prayed that i would release that control that that would be broken and that i would receive self-control and so that you know um instead of trying to control things or like find control in something that's hurting me I'll learn self-control and the things that um, I'm stewarding or that that I have, right? And then that would remove some of the anxiety um, from, I guess, trying to control things I can't control. Um, and it was awesome. It was it was really good. And so, uh, the reason why I just felt like I should record about this and and talk about this is because you know i didn't have anxiety like so pronounced like i feel like i do now especially um since the whole coronavirus thing and um you know and and i'm shocked by it because i'm i'm literally like wow, like, you know, everything's happening, like, uh, you know, I do what I'm supposed to do uh, when I'm in a place of, like, safety and with people, you know what I mean? I, I, I live a more freer expression, and then when I'm around people I don't really know, I, you know, I do what I'm supposed to do with the mask and the, the testing and the, the sanitizer and, like, all these things, but, um, one of the things that I just really noticed is that when I came back to work, you know, after being closed for a few, several months last year, when, when I came back to work, it was fine because everyone had to stay outside. So they would order at the door and I would make the drink. And then my friend or coworker would bring them the drink. I'm, I'm a barista, you know, so I'm a barista part-time. <laughs> like a starving artist the rest of the time <laughs> just kidding no i'm 
I have everything I need in Christ. Amen. <laughs> but um I yeah, I would I would I would feel fine about that. I'm just like, oh okay, cool, you know. Um I can I can do this. And granted at the same time it's like all these things are coming out, like is it real, is it not real? You know, what's going on? Um and I'm realizing that that like wow, I, I mean my life is pretty great and I'm feeling like I'm free from fear. And I have an older stepfather, my mom is older, I have older aunts, you know, I have a, a roommate and, and his his wife and she's pregnant and 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 all these different things, right? So it's like we want to be mindful and and caring of people around us. So that was fine. And then eventually, you know, and I'd wear like the super mask on my way to work. And then I'd wear like a less super mask at work. Because um, it's like canine joints are like, you know, it's like really hard to like, you know, walk upstairs and like carry ice and like all this crazy stuff. So you wear like a lesser mask, but still protect it. Um, and then like, even if your conscience is like, I'm good, like it's to protect other people. And then also like, if you're in a business, it's to protect your business, you know? So I'm, I'm there and I feel called to honor my boss and uh, not just to keep this job. And like, I'm not lazy, but, but like as an honor, you know? And so I don't know. Fast forward, eventually things get better here in New York and New Jersey. And now people are able to come in. And ever since people have been able to come in, there's just been this part of me that is like, how do I maintain the social distance? How do I how do I supervise this situation as I'm a supervisor, kind of like night manager? And um but, you know, because of coronaviruses, we got hit so hard that there's not even like a shift at night. So we had to cut our shifts in the afternoon and now we're just open in the morning and we're trying to make it work and we're trying to be creative. And um, so, you know, I'm praying God, like, bless, bless our job, bless this, um, you know, you know, bless, bless the owner, you know, bless us that we can um, continue to do the great work that we do in the city and in the community. And like, I can have a job and all these things. And, um, you know, and like, you know, God is good. And like, you know, I would come to work and we would do really well those days. You know, I'm not saying like the days I'm there are the most successful, but it does seem like sometimes where, the days I work um, seem to be, and the team that I have, like we seem to do really well. And I don't know why. I don't think I'm the best worker. I don't think I'm the best barista. Um, I just, uh, I just kind of understand what customers need, and I want them to feel safe and have a good drink, and thank them for years of loyalty years of loyalty um so yeah you know and if you're in the city 
um, check it out. If you're in another part of the world and you visit America and you come to New York City, check out Think Coffee. It's an amazing um, company. They do amazing, amazing things. and We help a lot of people through coffee. And um, so, so we started getting busier. And when we started getting busier, I started to feel pain like in my stomach, like in my chest, like, and I thought it was because I was like waking up early and like waking up early. I like to wake up early, but not like 5 a.m., not 6 a.m., you know, these these times. I'm more like wake up early and and do work for myself (laughs) and then like engage with people a little later. I've usually been a night shift person, Um, you know, working with like bartenders and the people that work at night, you know, and like, you know, giving them coffee and like giving them conversation before they go and like do this shift that's going to last until like 4 a.m., you know, and and I, I was struggling because I was like, God, like I, I want to be like the Bible says, there's a portion in the New Testament that says, um, do everything as unto the Lord. And it's it's like really important that we that we work with our whole hearts, especially if you're a believer in Jesus. Like that is an expression of your um worship to the Lord is how you honor others, how you honor your boss, how you honor our leaders in government. Like, like when you have a job, when I have a job or when I'm serving at a church, I want to do it as if I'm serving the Lord. And I'll be honest, sometimes I don't do that that way. Sometimes I'm tired. Sometimes I'm cranky. Sometimes I'm upset and I get caught up in my own flesh, my own things. And I'm like, I don't want to be at this job, man. I want to be doing the work of an evangelist. I want to be doing this or doing that. And <laughs> the funny thing is, is that I am an evangelist wherever I go. And so are you. It's the Great Commission. Wherever we are, we're to spread the gospel. so it's like not about being on a stage it's not about you know followers and these things it's about being awesome for people and the reason why you're awesome for people is because of this amazing person that has wrecked your life who is god and his name is jesus and he's so awesome he's so cool and he's gentle, and he's kind, but he's also bold, and he's fierce, and he's a protector. And when we walk that way, or when I had this opportunity to kind of like be in that posture, I'm just so um, blessed, you know, I'm so at peace. I'm so okay. So one of the things that I noticed when it comes to this anxiety is that I do always know what I can do to feel better, and I don't do it. So Paul talked about this in the book of Romans 6, 7, and 8, chapter 6, 7, and 8, probably the whole book, right? But in Romans, 
He was speaking to the Roman church before he had even arrived. He was writing them. And um, uh, there's there's a, a, a particular writing style that he was using um, where he where he builds an argument for a people that um, don't exist or 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 like they're not really asking him these questions, but he's like perceiving that they would ask him these questions. So he's writing this this um, argument out and then answering it. And then he basically has this whole exchange with the Roman church. And, <laughs> but they're not like a part of it. <laughs> like he's just writing with Holy Spirit. And he's like, I'm, you know, it's like almost like as if he's just like, this is what they're struggling with. Like, they're like Gentiles are trying to understand like why Jews are trying to tell them to do this certain stuff in order to be welcome and to worship with them. And the Jews are like, why aren't the Gentiles, you know, supposed to do certain things and all these things? And Paul is like basically saying like, you know, it's not about that. It's about that you're all dead in Christ and you're all resurrected into a perfect, per like into his image, into the fullness, into your original design in him. We are crucified with Christ. We're co-crucified with Christ, Romans 6, 6, I believe. Um, and then it goes on and it talks about how Paul was struggling and wrestling. And he was saying like, the things that I want to do, I don't do. And, 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 and when I would do good, I do evil. And when I don't want to do evil, you know, I, I'm struggling to do good. And what is wrong with me? Why can't I do it? you know, a wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? So then he goes on, okay, Romans chapter 7, verse 21 says, so I find it, this is the NRSV, New Revised Standard Version. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do what is good, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inmost self. But I see in my members another law at war, with the law of my mind, making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of death? Verse 25, he says, Thanks be to God, to Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with my mind, I am a slave to the law of God, but with my flesh, I am a slave to the law of sin. Then he says in 8, verse 1, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ, Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and of death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. By sending his Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to deal with sin, he condemned sin in the flesh so that the just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh but according to the spirit mm. so i want to just take us back to verse one there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus yeah so you know there's this um 
so there was this like sort of wrestling that Paul was having. And then in verse eight, it's like, there's no condemnation in Christ. The reason I brought that up is because I wrestle sometimes at work to be the man that I know God has called me to be and to love people really well. And I'm going to explain why I feel that there's certain ways that I haven't been able to love fully. And it's rooted in anxiety. It's rooted in fear. And it's rooted in this part of me that is kind of like affected by what's happening. You know? And I, I'm being honest about that because there's a lot of um, leaders out there, Christian leaders out there that are talking about like in ways, in some ways, like they don't feel fear or like Corona is dead and stuff like that. And that, that may be true, but I think being honest about our psyche, being honest about our health, being honest about where we're at mentally and emotionally and physically is really important to like the wonderful work that God wants to do in our lives and do for other people. So, you know, so I felt led to share that because although I am saved and I'm co-crucified with Christ, meaning like God sees me as on the cross with Jesus. He sees you as on the cross with Jesus when we believe in Jesus. That's so unbelievable. It's amazing. It's called mystical union. It's a mystery. He's the mystery of godliness. Um, but I brought this up because I wanted to say this and then get back to the anxiety piece and then close out. And that is, we have been taught that Paul, um, that, that it means that Paul was struggling even after conversion with his flesh and his sin nature. When in reality, when you, um, in GCSSM and, and different people, Chris Volatin, Bill Johnson, um, a lot of other people, this idea of a son and a slave. When you're in Christ, you are no longer a sinner. You have the propensity to sin. You have, um, yeah, you can, I can, you know, I do. But that doesn't mean that my identity is sinner. My identity is son. My identity is saint. Your identity is a saint. If you're in Christ, and if you're not, you know, just you know, pray this with me. Father, I just I repent and I'm sorry and I don't understand. Please show me. Show me your glory. Jesus, be the Lord of my life. I surrender to you. I want to live for you. Help me understand. And um, yeah, it's like something simple. So simple. It's like with confession. Here we go. Because if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one who believes with the heart is so justified and one confesses with the mouth. And so is saved. So, so Heavenly Father, we confess with our mouths, Lord, that you are the Lord, and that you rose from the dead. And we believe in our hearts and therefore receive your justification 
through the confession of our mouth and we accept your salvation. Father, I just pray for everyone who's listening all over the world. Bless them. Really bless them, God. I pray that they'd have a real encounter with you, that they have a real walk with you, God. That they would realize that you're so much more than piety. You're so much more than theology. You're so much more than rules. So much more than like seeker-friendly churches and like trying to make you sexy. You're awesome and you're amazing and you wreck and change lives. You wreck our sin. You wreck like where we were going and you bring us on a beautiful path that is not without conflict and it's not without hard times. But even in the pain, you produce the greatest pleasure and you produce something beautiful and glorious, God. Jesus, you are the phoenix. You are the rising phoenix. You are a fire. You are the most powerful, the most amazing. Yeah, so Jesus, I just pray for every listener, God, that they would, that if they don't know you, Lord, they would confess with their mouths, um, you know, that they would just simply like follow according to this. It's like, because if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart and so is justified, and one confesses with the mouth and so is saved. Father, thank you for your salvation. Thank you for your salvation, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. So, um, I'm just, uh, as a close-up, wow, I just feel God so much. It's amazing. Um, so I wasn't working to my, the best of my abilities. Um, and I started to think, why am I not doing this? And honestly, it's like I started to really feel this anxiety that people, um, I wouldn't be able to control them. What if people got sick? They would get sick on my watch, and then it would be my fault that were closed, all these things. And I just really started to feel like unsettled and I'm not sure. And I have these people around me that I value and and then I'd be like upset at people when they would come in without a mask on or something and like just like totally disagree disregard rules and like you know, um, and because it's just like a disrespect to the workers, you know, and then there's a part of me too, that is just like, I don't want to do this either. Right. But like in these places, we need to conduct ourselves in a certain way that honors humanity, that honors people. And by doing that, I'm honoring God. So what does this say? Colossians three verse 23 in the passion translation says, 
put your heart and soul into every activity you do as though you are doing it for the Lord himself and not merely for others. So as much as it's about being a good person to other people and decent, it's honestly like I'm doing it for the Lord himself. So I just started to notice more and more that I just, I would come to work and have all this anxiety. And then more and more people would come in and I'd feel like I didn't have enough people in order to stay with the line. And it would just be all these tickets and tickets and tickets and tickets. And I'm like, this is a great problem. This is a great problem. But I just couldn't help but feel like the more they came in and the more people were just standing waiting for their drinks, like, I would feel like they're judging me. I would feel like all these things. <laughs> and they might be. They're just like, why are you taking so long? You know, because every single drink is made custom for you. So it's not like just like I put it to a machine and was like, you know what I mean? No, it's like, you know what I mean? Like every drink is for you and you're paying a higher price. And that higher price goes to helping a lot of people. And also, we, we seek to be sustainable and help the earth, even in the pandemic. Like, we're still doing all this stuff. And the owner has, like, spent so much money to keep us open. You have plexiglass, like, everywhere. All this stuff. We're sanitizing constantly. And then, like, the anxiety would also be, like, that with every new decree that, like, Governor Cuomo or Mayor de Blasio comes out with, that's that's our governor and our mayor here in New York. And, you know, um, if you're listening from somewhere else. Um, and, I, and I'd be like, man, it seems like they're saying they want to open up business, but they want to, but they keep doing all these restrictions that clearly would shut us down. So it was just like, do you want us to be open or do you want to shut us down? Like, be genuine, be 100. And then at the same time, like, you're serving customers. And I'm having a hard time, like, removing that and being present for the customer. And then usually what I would do in order to connect and really address anxiety is I, I always face fear. That's the only way you can overcome fear. You have to face it. And then you see fear is just this false evidence appearing real. Joyce Meyer always used to say, or still does. And so I looked at this person and I started talking to the customer and I was like, Oh wow. And it was like the anxiety dissipated. I realized they weren't watching me. They weren't, they were like on their phones. They were, they were totally understandable. And I realized that I have this unique opportunity and opportunity. I have this unique opportunity and position to bless people and really help them feel good about going outside, about being alive, and that we can encourage each other to help other people feel free too. And I believe ultimately it's showing Christ. It's ultimately showing Jesus. And so finally, I went to my coworker, and we were really, really busy last week. And I went to my coworker, and I just said, hey, like, he's like, actually, he came to me, and he was like, because I thought he was mad at me, you know, because when I don't talk to people, 
or I don't share what's going on in my heart and like engaging with people, I immediately start to think they hate me. <laughs> like I immediately start to think like they don't want anything to do with me or they're mad at me. And then I'm just like, oh man, oh man, oh man. So um, so, you know, as I've been aware of this, I've been thinking about it more and more. And so I'm kind of preoccupied with it, preoccupied with thinking about money, I'm preoccupied with thinking about if I should post yet, if I should do the episode, if I should release the episode. There's all these things, and it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. We don't have to seek control. We can rest in Jesus. We can rest in him. He's got it. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you're not a God of anxiety. You're a God of peace. Father, I pray through Holy Spirit that every listener will be really encouraged and touched and feel your love and your presence right now that you are present when they wrestle with anxiety. When it's giving them migraines and pain, and it's hard to sleep at night. God, we break that right now in Jesus' name. I pray peace right now in Jesus' name. The Bible says he will give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. Father, I just thank you, God, for your word. I thank you that we can go to your word, which is an anchor to our souls. And yes, it's healing. Philippians 4, chapter 4, verse 7 in the New Testament. Ooh. Here we go. Starting at verse 4. Whoa. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. The number one Googled scripture since Corona has been this verse. Philippians 4, verse 7. God does not will for you to be in anxiety to worry, to be depressed, to be sad. You are loved. He loves you so much. And I believe he has a great continued plan for your life. Many of you are already on that plan and and you started to doubt that plan. I started to doubt that plan. But he rescued me. When you turn back to God, 
He runs to you. I just want to encourage you with this again. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. There's a lesson here. Do not worry about anything. But, in everything, in prayer, in, in servitude, humility, and supplications, your requests, bring them to the Lord with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And then from that place of thanksgiving, in prayer, like not disregard it, but bring it to him in prayer with thanksgiving. And then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Father, thank you, God. Thank you that your word is true, that your word is a powerful, living, breathing. <laughs> it's your word. It's that it's, it's you, it's an expression of you, God, and that you're still speaking today. Father, I pray that as we wrestle and we struggle and we're at work or, or, or at home or like, you know, in, in massive need of, of time away from our kids, you know, we need a vacation. God, I pray that we would bring those prayers to you with thanksgiving, God, that we would say, God, I am struggling. I feel fear. I'm, I feel anxiety. I don't know how I feel about being at work. I don't know if I want to be at work. I don't know if I believe in the coronavirus. I don't know. But I know that whatever is happening is affecting me. And Lord, I just want to say thank you. Thank you, God, that you've been faithful, that you are good that you are just and great is your faithfulness. And as I thank you, I feel your peace. I feel it right now as I'm recording, as we thank God, the peace which surpasses all understanding. It doesn't make any sense. We're feeling anxiety. We're feeling all of this. But the thankfulness to the Lord releases peace, releases peace. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I release peace over every single person that is finding it in themselves, in Holy Spirit, to thank you, God. And we thank you, and we worship you, and we praise you, God. And we say that it's with our mouths that we confess that you are Lord, that you are over the coronavirus, you are over sickness and death, that you defeated it, and the cross, when you resurrected, you died, killing sin, and then resurrected, destroying death. Father, I thank you that we have a great hope. We have a hope in earthen vessels that even though outwardly we're wasting away, inwardly we're being renewed day by day. Father, I pray you bless every single one who's listening. Thank you so much for them.
I pray, Lord, that you will bless them and keep them and hold them dear, that they would have encounters with you and see you and hear you during daydreams in the day or if they dream at night or however it is you speak to them through writing, through TV. God, just move in their hearts and pray freedom from that anxiety as we thank you and open ourselves up to people and allow the goodness of God, the creation, your image in people to take away that fear because of connectivity, because of being able to talk to each other and share our burdens with each other, to to sojourn together, to celebrate together, and to mourn together. God, we thank you. And I bless everyone who's listening. Thank you so much for um, listening. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. Um, Look forward to more episodes. And if you'd like to support, there's a link in the bio and description of the episode. Thank you guys. Love you. And wherever you are in the world or in the country, bless you. And I, I hope one day I get to meet you and hear your thoughts. If you'd like to email me, you can at podcast at gmail.com. podcast at gmail.com. Take care and God bless.